You are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and today is draft day, people. This is what we've been looking forward to. This is what the offseason has really been about. And today I want to talk through some possibilities as we look at our first pick at the end of the first round and whether or not the Packers should consider trading up, staying where they're at, or even trading back out of the first round today. And we're going to go through some scenarios that are likely as we've looked at tons of mock drafts, what we're seeing, what we're hoping would happen for the Packers back Packers to tonight. So uh, starting up, starting off with trade up scenarios. As I look at the draft, there are a few scenarios I believe the Packers should trade up for in this draft. And so, had a hair. Um, <laughs> uh, as I look at the draft, here's the scenarios. First is the receiver group. So, to me, there's there's the big three receivers that have been talked about more than anybody, uh, who are Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. These guys are a tier above the rest of the receivers in this draft class, and because of a possible run on tackles, quarterbacks, adding a running back. Uh, possibly into the mix, could really push one of these guys back. For example, I've seen Jerry Judy fall all the way to pick 20 a few times in mock drafts, and to me it feels like the Eagles will pick a top receiver if they're available to them at 21. So the idea of trading up 10 picks and giving up a third-round pick may just be worth it to add a true number one receiver in this draft. As many of these other receivers have a real chance of busting, as there are some flaws to their game. There is no perfect prospects I'd say, but this this top tier, especially including Jerry Judy in that mix, C.D. Lamb in that mix, they have a lot less potential to bust and could really be true number one receivers in the NFL. And I think if the Packers are sitting at 30 and Jerry Judy's still on the board at pick 20, knowing the Eagles will select him at pick 21, that's the spot where the Packers trade up and they go get their guy in Jerry Judy. I don't think that's likely. I think there's probably a 20% chance of that happening. But if it did happen, the Packers should jump. This is a no-brainer to me. This just makes too much sense. Uh, They could even trade away a second-round pick next year, something like that. Uh, Whatever it takes, uh, this is the move you make. Jerry Judy is fast. He is uh, impressive. He's proved himself over and over again. And I think he could be uh, a really good complement to uh, Devontae Adams in our passing attack. And the only reason I haven't talked about him is because it's been so unlikely that the Packers could be able to select him. But here is a scenario where they could. The only other trade-up scenario I can think of um, uh, that I think is really worth it is uh, Isaiah Simmons. So Simmons may just be the best player in the draft, um, yet Simmons being as versatile as he is, as positionless as he is, teams may overlook him come the draft tonight. Every team will agree Simmons is a great player. But we don't know what teams are going to value him entirely. We can mock those things. We can uh, talk about, oh, yeah, but he's so good and he could do all these different things for your defense. Uh, like uh, Simmons is known for, what what position do you play? I play defense. Well, his combination of playing two of the least important positions on the defense as an off-ball linebacker slash safety may move him down some draft boards because – those are not positions that teams value highly in the NFL. You know, teams value edge rusher. They value quarterback. They value receiver. They value offensive tackle and corner. If Simmons were to fall to somewhere like pick 15 to the Broncos, 
that would be a place I would consider trading up for Simmons. And then here it would be a that'd be a big trade. And it would probably take our first and second round picks to do so. But the Packers would add a very versatile piece to our defense. And I think it would be worth it. I think Mike Pettin wants that guy. He hasn't found that guy, but he wants that guy who can be the dime linebacker we want full time on the field. And he would be that guy. And he could play the slot. He could uh, cover tight ends. He could cover backs of the backfield. He could rush the passer. He could stop the run. He could he could drop back into zone. He could do everything. And uh, this is one guy I'd trade up for. So to me, there's four players I'd trade up for this in this draft. The three receivers, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, if they fell to pick 20. And then next is Isaiah Simmons if he fell to uh, pick 15. I could also see the Packers trading up if Justin Jefferson fell to pick 24. Uh, I think uh, the Saints have a chance to trade or grab him, but maybe not. Um, maybe even... New England at 23, but I I prefer to wait and see what happens with Justin Jefferson rather than trade up for him there. And I don't think he'd be even available there. I think he'll get picked at pick 21. So um, next situation is where what are scenarios where the Packers are at pick 30 and they just stay where they're at? Um, the Packers haven't done this very often. The Packers are uh, under Brian Gutekunst are known for moving around in the first round and. There are a few situations, though, I think the Packers um, would be willing to stay at pick 30 if there's these players available. Available, And the first player is Justin Jefferson out of LSU. And I just I just talked about him a second ago. But Justin Jefferson is the best slot receiver in this draft. He's this massive target, fairly fast, amazing catch in traffic, able to get uh, open consistently in the red zone, makes big plays after big plays, did all year this year in connection with Joe Burrow. I'm uh, Justin Jefferson's production overall. I don't know if it's uh, based off Joe Brady's offense or how good Joe Burrow is, but I would I would gauge on the fact of how good Justin Jefferson is, and he's the best slot receiver in this draft, um, and would add a huge boost to our offense. And if he is available at pick thirty, that is a guy I stay that right there and I select. The next player would be Josh Jones out of Houston. I've talked about Josh Jones a ton. He is offensive tackle like five for me but this offensive tackle group offensive tackle four for me but uh often this offensive tackle group is just phenomenal it's amazing how many great tackles there are on this draft in a time where it is almost impossible to find great tackles in free agency and this is a year you want to add one to the year mix uh you want to add one to your team i see rick wagner as a one-year stop stop gap starter for the Packers and then we need to have a replacement there especially knowing David Bakhtiari's future is kind of uncertain I hope to extend him but you want to have a great tackle to back up your team so Josh Jones is a guy I stay right there and I select the third player um, would be only if Jalen Rieger Rager or Denzel Mims are on the board by themselves so let me explain that so uh, let's say there's a huge run on receivers and Denzel Mims gets Denzel Mims or uh, Jalen Rager gets picked at like maybe pick twenty five to Minnesota to the Minnesota Vikings, and the last fast receivers who I like are that are still available, and it's only Jalen Rager on the board or only Denzel Mims on the board. That's a situation where I would grab one of these guys. Um, I don't think you should wait. 
I think if you wait, you're going to lose the speed you wanted to add to your offense. And here's two guys that can do that. Um, and so those are the three players I would wait for, Justin Jefferson, Josh Jones, and if only Jalen Rager or only Denzel Mims was available. Next, and then finally is trade down scenario. So knowing all these situations, I believe the Packers are most likely uh, is to get to pick 30 and they're going to look at the board and they're going to see a ton of guys who could help the Packers out. They could help our roster, but none of them are these amazing players who the Packers are so excited about taking. Uh, most of the time, it seems like Jones and Jefferson are gone by pick 30. Uh, so my previous stay at pick 30 is unlikely. The players left will most likely be Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, all the top running backs, Kenneth Murray, the tackles I don't like, including Isaiah Wilson and Austin Jackson, uh, some defensive backs who I actually really do like, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Christian Fulton, uh, and then you have linebacker edge hybrid Zach Vaughn, you have the top interior offense lineman Cesar Ruiz, you have uh, your kind of 3-4 defensive end position, A.J. Epinesa. That's where I see him most in the NFL. Um, and then you have quarterback quarterback Jordan Love. All these players could help the Packers in unique ways. Uh, and there's no doubt about that. But also I feel almost the same about all of them. I think all of them could play a – they could really – they could help our team in a unique way. Yet all of them, I think I would be fine with taking any of them. And when you're fine with taking any of them, that's situations where you trade back. Um, to me, the only ones I feel most strongly about is Denzel Mims and Jalen Rager. Uh, but uh, because they're both available here in this scenario, I'm struggling to separate either as my favorite option. So meaning to me, you should trade back, see what happens, and take the one that stays available. So uh, to me, uh, the big name available that continues to happen and this probably won't happen tonight at draft night, but in most mock drafts, it does happen. And the big name available here is QB Jordan Love. So Jordan Love, some people really love him. Some people don't. Uh, but many evaluators think the Packers need to address the QB position for the future and select Jordan Love in this draft, similar to how uh, the Packers selected Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre um, at about this age um, of Brett Favre's career. And to me, that seems like a huge mistake. The Packers need to fill other positions of need and add more weapons so that they can win a Super Bowl while Rodgers is still around. Yes, Rodgers hasn't brought us back to another Super Bowl, but I think he can if the Packers add the players they need to do so. But with big name Jordan Love still on the board, it's vital for teams. Uh, if teams want to draft a rookie quarterback and play him, you want to have that quarterback of the future as a first-round pick because right now there's fifth-year options for first-round rookie draft picks and there's plenty of teams who could trade up for a player like love as i think about the panthers the colts the patriots chargers and jaguars those are all teams who may not grab a qb in the first round and probably would want jordan love in the second but are afraid he wouldn't fall to them they're afraid someone else might trade up or they're afraid the teams in front of them might select him and so this is the perfect scenario for the packers being able to trade back and maybe even do a trade that the packers could get a second and someone's third adding two day two picks which is exactly what the packers need to do most of the value in this draft comes on day two of the draft, early in the second and early in the third rounds. And I want to use the four picks on day two I would now have to grab four starters for next season. So those could be, uh, it could be, you know, a receiver, it could be LaVisca Chenault or T. Higgins. It, uh, it could be, 
You don't know how far Brandon Ayuk's going to fall. You could so there's receivers you could grab. There's Adam Troutman, out of, a tight end out of Dayton. If you don't get OJ Howard in a trade, which is I think is an essential move the Packers need to, need to make, they could add uh, interior offensive lineman for the future, an offensive tackle for the future. They could add a starting corner because the Packers only have two starters on their roster right now. They could grab an interior defensive lineman who is top of the line and could boost this defense, or they could grab a linebacker. There's plenty of guys on rounds two and rounds three who could really help the Packers, and after that, there's a huge drop-off. All these guys are getting selected around the end of round by the end of round three, and then to me, you're looking at guys who are just not that good. Uh, as you look at Packers day three picks the Packers have seven picks on day three originally in this draft and that's a lot of picks and that's a lot of picks for a lot of players I do not feel strongly about knowing how much value there is in the second and third rounds the Packers need to take advantage of these picks from rounds four through seven to trade up maybe an extra time on day two I think and even even use some of these picks to move up with our day two picks to secure the guys we want uh you know if or sitting at 64, our original uh, second round pick, and or 62, sorry. Uh, and there's a guy who we love, and it looks like he might get drafted soon. You move up 10 picks and you get rid of one of your seventh round picks. That's what you do. Uh, the seventh round picks are not that crucial. You want to secure the guys you love in this draft, and that's going to happen on day two. Teams, I think, as I look at past teams, as I look at past drafts, it's teams who win on day two that help their roster for the future, even more than day one sometimes. Uh, if you're grabbing, you know, like the Packers last year, they grabbed, they had two first round picks, but the first round, their first pick was kind of a bust at this point in uh, Rashawn Gary. He's got some growing to do. He might still be really great. I hope he is. But their second, their two next picks were really good in Darnell Savage and Elkton Jenkins. And Elkton Jenkins is the big one winning on day two. If you win on day two, that helps your roster so much. So uh, in in conclusion, it's most likely the Packers should try and take advantage of a trade back tonight. Come pick 30. The Packers should use the weekend to accumulate the most day two picks trading back from pick 30 and trading away many of our day three picks to move back up into day two. Packers should also consider the free agents and trades available to them considering players like Jamon Williams at cornerback, bring him back as he's not signed yet. Damon Harrison, interior defensive line, bring him back, add him to our defensive line rotation and his ability to stop the run. And a trade maybe for a player like O.J. Howard. These would fill three big needs we still have in our roster and while still having nine picks in the NFL draft to go and get lots of weapons for the Packers to win a Super Bowl in 2020, but also not have to entirely worry about those positions because they signed the best free agents still available. They made the trade they needed to for OJ Howard. And so that's what the Packers should do. That's how the Packers win this draft. These, this is the things that the Packers need to do tonight in these trade scenarios um, to help them win a Super Bowl next year. So get excited for tonight. I'm going to bring out one more podcast before tonight. Just giving me a mock, giving you guys a mock draft of what I think the Packers might do tonight. There you have it. Thanks for listening, Packers Now. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, review, subscribe to my podcast, and make sure to watch the draft tonight. And I'll be updating you guys all throughout the weekend on what's going on with the draft if you guys want some thoughts. So thanks, guys. Have a great day.